Okay, so for the viewers at home, Eric Hoofnagel has sent me a video. And it says, <laughs> what, I ha- what I am looking at now is a TikTok where I see the HP logo and it says, mine is free for the Russians. And yeah. I see a old woman with uh, dark black hair. So let's yes. let's see this in action. Oh, it's it's brilliant. And as for Trump inciting riots, maybe he learned that from Zach Bagans because Zach <laughs> Bagans sure as hell posted a lot of videos in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter inciting violence with his army of witches <laughs> and warlocks <laughs> and spiritualists. I guess maybe that's where Trump learned it from. Only thing is, Zach Bagans, it's invisible because it's paranormal. <laughs> oh my god, yes! So yeah, quite a, a new, find, huh? A new wrinkle in the universe of Come Fight Me in the Dark is that there are other yes. people who are also aware and waging spiritual warfare against Zach yes. Bagans. Yes, Zach Bagans and his army of witches and witches. warlocks. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Quiet, man. Do not Quiet. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the internet's only podcast with the sack to challenge Zach to a ghost off. Zach the sack. Zach the sack. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Joel, this (laughs) fucking episode is definitely my favorite so far. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited to hear why. I was scared. You were scared. It scared me. The fucking characters. Ooh. It was incredible. The the combination of like every kid who hung outside of the lunchroom at high school, all under one roof and under one investigation talking about their experiences. Like yes. let's just let's just no preamble. Let's just jump the right the fuck in and talk about Ghost Adventures, Season 1, Episode 5, oh. Sloss First. Oh my. I saw a man walk right by that doorway. Oh, oh. You alright? What happened? Quit toying with us! So fucking good. So scary. Uh, fucking, they, they hit the ground running again, as usual, with yeah. the old man saying... Yeah, well, you, my daddy used to work down there, and they always had a saying. Kill a man, hire another one. Kill a mule, buy another one. Don't kill no mules. They cost $25. That was like a perfect, perfect, like, old man, you know, like, from a horror film. Such a setup. The whole setup of the haunting. So they are in Birmingham, Alabama at the now defunct Sloss Iron Furnace, which, uh, you know, the the guy introduced... Uh, let me see. I'm going to pull him up here. I've got all my characters listed here. Oh, <laughs> good, <laughs> because I, I just wrote them down by, like, like names like uh, Punk, 
with <laughs> studded bracelets or chubby Gumby boy. <laughs> chubby Dumpy boy. <laughs> you mean uh, Michael Scoggins, the eyewitness slash night security who had the best and slash worst beard I've ever seen on a human being? No, no, no. His, no, the two boys. Remember, there was the boy who got slapped in the face and then his buddy has a Gumby shirt on and he's got man boobs. And I just felt so, (laughs) I was so seen. I felt so seen. We will, we will get to Kevin Walden and his BFF, Mm. Josh Craig. Uh, So, They're in Birmingham, Alabama at the Sloss Iron Furnace, you know, through on a tour and you hear all the stories of of Sloss, of people being exploded by improperly installed parts and (laughs) unsafe stairs and like bad railings where people are just falling to their death. In the first decade of operation, there were two men burned up inside the furnace. So they were incinerated alive. They were incinerated in there. They lured those two men in on a platform, right, while the furnace was in operation. Uh And when they did, there was a small explosion and they lost their balance and they were, they fell into that furnace and were burned up. A guy eating lunch and he's leaning against a pipe. And behind him is a huge wheel that's like two stories tall and it's spinning at like unbelievable speeds and he falls into it and gets turned into mash. Just it sounds like uh like fucking Alien 3, you know? It just sounds like a facility of just fucking dirty men dying in the worst ways possible. That is exactly what it is. And then, so, the thing that really stood out to me about the the whole nature of the haunting of this episode is it's really a good condemnation of capitalism because all of oh, the deaths could perfect. just be avoided <laughs> if there was just general worker safety and the bosses weren't dicks. Although, to be fair to the management of Sloss Furnace, the guy who got sucked in because he was eating his lunch next to a, a gigantic wheel, <laughs> that kind of sounds like his own faults. Yeah, but just because that one is, like, one of the more gruesome deaths yeah. doesn't doesn't mean that, like, most of the deaths there could have been, like, helped with, like, some OSHA fucking... Oh yeah, regulations. No. That that one just made me laugh because it's like if you're in mean, you're if you're working on monster trucks and you decide during the rally to eat a sandwich and you're like leaning on the giant monster truck wheel and you get flattened. Yeah. Okay. Or, or or you're you're working near the the engine and you got it roaring and you decide to tighten your tie. Yeah. Oh. oh. Mm, oh. These sleeves are hanging a little bit. (laughs) Dark death. The kind of dark history that we like. For the viewers uh, of our podcast. So (laughs) the viewers watch seeing this podcast with your eyes. (laughs) Yes. You I mean you are watching intently the time bar of this podcast because you're like, I can't waiting for it to be over. I was going to take it more in a direction like, oh, no, the time is the time that I have with Eric and Joel oh, is running out. And it's ticking down. Uh, but, yeah, I hope our podcast isn't so annoying that they're using it at, like, Guantanamo Bay. And they've got, like, <laughs> s- 
some Osama bin Laden terrorists associates are there and they're just like, this, this is, this is, uh, you're listening for today is come fight me in the dark episode five. Here's two chubby white boys. I'll talk. I'll tell you. No, no, no. Are they talking about ball sweat again? No. (laughs) (laughs) They're screaming. It's coming from in my room, bro. It's people screaming. We're not going to stop. Ever. Never. So, (laughs) that's our promise to you, our non-existent audience. Yeah, that's our promise to you, Caitlin Martin, the only person who's listened to every episode. (laughs) Now I see why you call this the toilet room. So the history of Sloss Furnace, it, it's a it's an iron ironworks, and you know they they introduced it as, you know, Birmingham, Alabama was nothing. It was empty, and then suddenly, uh, there was an abundance of labor for some reason. <coughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my God, it's so dark. The whole story is so dark. It's so fucked. That is a great recipe for trap souls. The whole facility stands as a testament for why regulations are good. This, and the, again, like, this is a good playmat for anybody who wants to challenge capitalism because the the workers of this place had a good thing going. Because, yeah. you know, they had a, the, the main point of the haunting is that a a gentleman that they call slag 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 the overseer straight out of fucking mad mess <laughs> keep the fires burning boys oh my god yeah slag the overseer would be in like the 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 raiders camp as they're like tuning up the vehicles and he's just this massive chubby oh. like multi-layered like a fat guy just like exposed just whipping people and everyone the only reason why anyone follows him is out of fear i looked up and i thought i saw slag so he's one of the apparitions that they believe haunt this place yeah he's apparently the main one slag reached right inside my body and squeezed both of my lungs so there there is a there was a overseer named james wormwood worm wormwood yeah, that's right, James Wormwood. I mean, that's already evil sounding. Yeah. And then they went and called him Slag. Which is way to make him the coolest ghost out there. Seriously. Slag. Slag, are you the piece of crap who is slapping a boy in the face? Well, come do it to me. Slag, the ghost of James Wor- Wormwood, is said to haunt the area because he died on site at Sloss Furnace. And while it was recorded as just an accidental death, according to the people they interview, everybody knew that the workers pushed him into the furnace, which is a good roadmap for our society. If you really want positive change, I think you push our versions of slags, Jeff Bezos, Mm-hmm. Elon Musk into furnaces. I think that's a good way to think. <laughs> Ellen Musk. <laughs> Ellen Musk. Ellen Musk. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I'm not going to go Elon, <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> so, uh, they, and they establish the various encounters that happen with a, just a cavalcade of wonderful guests. Oh my God. The witnesses from this town. It's like a fucking, like, alternate version of Gummo. Just, like, for real. 
Like, these fucking greasy punk kids oh with their God. fucking studded bracelets. So the first the first gummo that they talk to is Michael Scoggins, who is quoted yes. as, he is, he is credited as an eyewitness and night security guard. Oh, yeah. And he's wearing some, like, heavy metal shirt. No, and... no. So I looked into this. This is how, here here's how deep I went into this episode. Because I was obsessed with these people immediately. Uh, he yeah. is wearing his T-shirt is Netherworld Haunted Woods, which is boasted as Georgia's most famous haunted house, which makes M- Michael Scoggins testimony immediately suspect because he is just a fear boner person. Well, his his <laughs> the way he describes his experiment experience with uh, slag is uh, definitely, uh, I would say, suspect at the yeah. least. As far as being, <laughs> being just uh, something straight out of like House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, his his very it's not rehearsed at all. As he, you know, getting his chance. I imagine like Michael Scoggins made this report, and then he heard that Zacky B is and his boys are coming to town, oh, and Michael Scoggins yes. is like, yes. This is my chance. Today's today's my day. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the most scared person ever (laughs) and he tells this whole story as and he he goes so dramatic with it and he's just like and i saw the figure and i felt him grip my lungs and suck the air well he describes it like he's like (laughs) he's like there was a figure and i looked and then he was right in front of me all of a sudden and he shoved his fingers inside of my body and he Hold my lungs. And he said, leave this place. (laughs) As he angles his t-shirt for netherworld haunted hoods towards the camera. And, you know, Michael Scoggins immediately, like, he looks like, and, you know, I don't want to, I don't like shitting on people for their appearance, but I'm going to do it because he looks like the, the, a Renaissance fair came alive as a person. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I know. He's got that puby beard, the beard that like it's it's like the kind of beard where like you remember when you grow facial hair for the first time? Yeah. And you're like you're like I'm a man and it looks like you got like hair plugs on your face cuz it's yeah. just so sparse and pubic. Yeah. And it's just like uh, this pathetic I I mean, I did it. And uh it looks like he just grew it and he never cut it. As, as a full, beautiful, bearded boy that I am, I just want to sit him down and talk to him because <laughs> he's making some poor choices on his facial hair game. He's got the limited chin neck beard. So, like, there's no facial hair on his cheeks. It's just, like, the dangling pubis around the, the his jawline that is... <laughs> And it looks like it's intentionally left with a gully in the middle, so it just makes his chin look like a fucking nutsack. When you say the word neckbeard, <laughs> this is the... it's just, it's exactly that. Oh, Michael Scoggins, you, and you know, I feel so, so hard for this boy because A, I had the spindly beard. Like you said, we all went there. Me too. But we never got on national television with Zach Bagans with our beard, so we survived. Um, and I feel really bad because you could see you could see Michael Scoggins is very excited to talk to Alpha 
paranormal researcher, oh, uh, yeah. Zach Bagans. I can imagine like he's waiting. He's told all of his friends. He got, has like a release party of that episode. And then his heart is just crushed as later in the episode, they go to the location where he has experience and Zach is describing it again and completely forgets his name and doesn't care. This is where the one guy that we interviewed earlier was standing. He was standing just like this. And he saw that dark figure down there at the end of this grate. He made eye contact with it. It came right at him and he said it felt like it reached out, grabbed his lungs and squeezed. He couldn't breathe. This guy was shaking like this. He couldn't even come to this spot. And like, I could just yeah. see Michael Scoggins on the other end of the television just being like, <sighs> I mean, <laughs> so, and then I Nick, make a call? <laughs> Nick does that again to him too. He's like, oh yeah, it's where that one kid said he was. Blah, blah, blah. These guys have no respect <laughs> for the local eyewitnesses. No. No, like, no. <laughs> if 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 these if if these three guys, Aaron and Nick and Zach are like the high elves. These witnesses <laughs> are like the orcs that that came from them. <laughs> yep, they're they're just like, you know, Zach Bagans came perfectly on the land as an elf, and then in his wake from his footsteps in the mud came Michael Scoggins and company. And right after this, we have our first instance of Zach Bagans have to hit on every female he possibly can. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I just felt something touch me in this area. You're very beautiful. You're okay. Brooke Bowen, who is, she's wearing a, a beautiful purple suit or purple shirt. And Zach is doing the like one foot up on a railing oh, yes! and the lean. Yes. Oh, I didn't notice. I didn't notice. I was just so blinded by these witnesses. And then we get to who you just mentioned, Sarah yes, Knight. Sarah. The, the oh, Sloss Venue coordinator and Zach. He's like, give me, do a little turnaround for me. Do a little spin for me. <laughs> Show me that tramp stamp. Sarah Knight is a as a seems like a wonderful, fun lady who likes beer based on her shirt. But <laughs> Zach Bagans was told that Sarah has a very particular tramp stamp tattoo of the furnace itself. And amazingly, and maybe this is just the key to be a completely oblivious piece of shit when interacting with women. If you're Zach, yeah. but like, instead of asking her to lift up her shirt, but she is very capable of lifting up her own shirt. He just oh. reaches in, just reaches ah, yeah. in, just gets a hold of it. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, here, take a look at this. You know what? Two words drew us to this place. Physical contact. And then, and then we get the two fucking kids, the kid who got slapped in the face mm -hmm. and his oh. best buddy, uh, chubby gumby so these two are my favorite part of the episode <laughs> do you think that there was a scene that they just cut out of them huffing glue because <laughs> man like <laughs> like i just want to hang out with these kids so bad and oh my just, god like, do whippets or whatever they do yeah dude those two definitely like they're on their first ghost investigation they came into sloss furnace on their heelys they're like they they 
they look like <laughs> like uh fucking the Columbine shooters. <laughs> they have a oh, no. bit of that like trench coat mafia vibe. Man, I love them. I love these these kids so much. So we're referring, of course, to Kevin Walden, who is a local paranormal researcher, and his friend Josh Craig. Extreme Teens. My first thought, and I feel bad for this because, like, you know, it sounds like we're kind of taking the piss, and we are, but... Like I, the, my, my first thought when I heard about Kevin Walden, uh, cause his experience was that he was slapped in the boiler room by what he believed was, was slag the ghost. And I really felt bad for him. Cause my first thought was like, he looks like he gets slapped on the day to day basis at his high school. And then he goes off to do his hobby of paranormal research and he just gets slapped again. No safe space for Kevin. <laughs> But then I love I love that they he he talks about his friend Josh Craig out of out in the other room and then and they're talking about their experience together and Josh is a is a portly man with like a lip piercing oh. and and a Gumby uh, t-shirt kind of emo hair like kind of got very, emo bob going. They only shop at Hot Topic these two and I oh. was just so excited to see them because they just look like their entire lives is just doing kickflips and finding ghosts. Oh, just like, it just like, just pulled me back to a simpler time where like I could wear, I could wear a Gumby shirt with my very, very prominent man boobs (laughs) and just be like, be like, nah, it's cool. Yeah. You know, no, I feel that you know how many years I just wore medium shirts, regardless of the fact the last time I could fit into a medium (laughs) shirt was about the fucking time that this episode was released. (laughs) I know you're heavy, so it might take a couple spirits to pick you up. Okay. My favorite part about these two is that they describe the incident where Kevin was slapped. And then Josh Craig mentions, he was like, and yeah, I saw, you know, he came out and I, 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 I looked at him and then, you know, I, the, the, the part of his face where he was slapped, it was cold to the touch. And it just painted this really beautiful, intimate moment as Josh Craig was so concerned for his buddy, Kevin. It was definitely their first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> he came to him. He's like, oh, I just got slapped by slag. And he's like, he's like, let me touch. And he's like, oh, baby, it's so cold. And he's like, it's warmer now. And then it just, like, <laughs> moved in. <laughs> and then fucking Whitney Houston just starts playing. <laughs> and then Slag just, and then the ghost of Slag, you can just see him in the background just smiling and nodding. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad I was thrown into that furnace because now my unfinished business is finished. (laughs) To make two, just to make like little couples happy. And then bright lights and and, and angel music pull him away. (laughs) Welcome, slag. I just, I want a side series of Michael Scoggins, Kevin, Josh, and Sarah Knight all to be hanging oh. out and just doing ghost investigations together. Hang that would on, be though. Yeah. It has to be narrated by fucking 
Houston Williams. Oh, the yes. The most unintelligible <laughs> fucking cool hat wearing black guy in the whole town. <laughs> no, okay. So Did you, you think. Without the fucking subtitles, that would not have been. He was like, man, yeah, yeah, well, I was going to want to air on there. You, you know, you, you know, whatever there. You're like, what? Houston. Literally, I'm looking. I'm looking at my notes right now, and I wrote down that that whole that whole experience was really funny to me, because I thought his subtitles were completely unnecessary, especially really in comparison, especially in comparison where they had Redbone on there. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm in there. I'm in there, boss." And they didn't give Redbone subtitles. I think that they didn't put subtitles because they didn't even know what he said. There was impossible. <laughs> They're not going like, to put something. They just put unintelligible down below. <laughs> I just, I just imagine. I just imagine a fucking uh, Houston Williams, the ex-worker, seeing himself on television and being just like, ain't that some shit? <laughs> Seriously? They're like, no one else. <laughs> no one else. Just him. He's the only <laughs> black guy in the whole episode. And they're like, well... <laughs> Yeah, uh, boy, can't understand any of these ebonics. <laughs> yeah, Zach Bagans. Zach Bagans makes a living off of listening to hard to decipher audio logs and establishing what they're saying. Yeah, they can. But... They can pull. They can pull a phrase like "get out of my house" out of. <laughs> but, like, but... oh, that was clearly someone saying "get out of my house." But Zach Bagans in the editing room is just like, you know, I can't really understand what Houston is saying here. Um, we're going to, we really got to, yeah, we're going to have to make this clear for the viewers. Cause you know, I'm just not getting anything. Oh, it was, he's so good though. Yeah. Like if you want someone to tell like a spooky ghost story about mm-hmm. like men who died in a furnace and also, since we're on the topic of the only black people in this episode, I got to give a special shout out to Ron, the guy who locks him in <laughs> to oh, Sloss Furnace. Oh, yeah! Yes! <laughs> he is just having so much fun. He's just like, these fucking white people. Dude, there's that. I like it. I like it when the people who lock them up are just like fucking these fucking idiots. Like, so yeah. stoked on it. Like, okay, all right. Oh, you want me to lock you in? All right, tight. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Fucking Ed Hardy douchebags. <laughs> you know, before, before, you know, the lockdown, just before the lockdown, there was a scene that I do have to mention, oh, which yes. is where Zach and Nick decide to climb the most treacherous oh, fucking how could staircase. I, <laughs> I know. They climb this staircase that is, like, vertical. And... <laughs> They go up there, and and then and you're like, "Where's Aaron?" And it cuts to Aaron, like half a mile away, just kind of <laughs> wallowing in the shadows, like looking up at them and then looking back down. And it was like, "Whoa, where'd that shot come from?" And but then also, fucking Zach's fear of heights is like both hilarious and like utterly relatable oh yeah absolutely he's like at one point he's walking he's like walking <laughs> like he's got a turd hanging out of his ass <laughs> like on this on this like in these steel you know yeah. he's just barely riveted down p- p- you know planks and he's like you know you can fall at any second 
any minute now we could both die horribly. Yeah. As he's as he, he's walking like a toddler taking its first steps, just like. Eh. <laughs> yeah. We signed a waiver. We could die. And then my favorite moment is that okay, so there's two things about this scene I love. One. Zach Bagans immediately establishes himself as a Steven Seagal-esque douchebag who knows everything about every situation. Because he, oh, yeah. as he is petrified with his ass hanging out with his green underwear in Nick's face, cl- climbing up the stairs, he's he is taking time during his moments of panic to look back at Nick to instruct him how to walk up stairs. Like, yes. Okay, oh, Nick. So good. Don't. Don't put your feet on the middle. Just put it on the sides like I'm doing. Like he's worked at a fucking iron furnace for his entire life. Like you don't want to put your weight there. I think <laughs> the tension builds at this point and explains the 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 fucking fighting that starts immediately between these three upon yeah. lockdown. Yeah, so Zach Bagans, the most, this is the most relatable Zach has been the entire show so far. Is Zach Bagans is in no man's land on top of this thing. He's just pointed out that they're 200 feet up in the air and he's trying to get to the other side where there's a railing and thicker metal. And Nick <laughs> says something to Zach and Zach is just like, oh, Don't talk, dude. Even when you talk, man, it scares me. Just don't talk. Just. <laughs> Oh, that's what I was saying. It's like his fear of height. I am that scared of heights too. Like I, I am so scared of falling. Being, being a large man with <laughs> little dexterity, like falling is pro- like next to heart disease is like one of the <laughs> higher reasons why I will die. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna be like you're gonna be leaning up on the glass at like the Sears Tower, looking down over, and you're gonna be the fucking person. I'm gonna be the one yeah. that breaks through, where they're like, "It's fine. You can lean. Your you can lean." <laughs> Which and then because you don't have very good dexterity, you just. <laughs> As you hit the ground. A good old Monty Python. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, falling from a height that high would be kind of terrible because you have long enough to really contemplate. Because I had a, a pretty severe crash when I was in seventh grade, as you might recall, where I was dressed in a pimp costume riding my bike to school. And I flew over my handlebars going down a very steep hill and (laughs) i I can tell you for sure that one of the nice things that uh adrenaline does is slow down time for you while you're about to face impact so Mm, what passes in a couple seconds feels like it takes like a minute so i can't imagine falling from the sears tower because you'd be like "Ah!" and then you would just be like well i guess i'm about to die and this is gonna be hanging out for a while yeah yeah, and you're just falling and you're like, God, shit. <laughs> uh... And I think with with the mention, the special mention of Ron, I think we can get into the lockdown of Sloss Furnace. Doo-doo! This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? <laughs> Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. 
they get they get down into the lockdown and immediately things start going crazy like nick thinks he sees something or zach thinks he sees no, something zach sees something but while they're moving boxes of cables yeah they're like not even ready and they're like they're like oh wish so I'm, i want to take a second here because I I want to I want to get your opinion on this like seeing things moving in the dark in an open air facility like what's what's the over under on it just being like animals running around oh well um the part that comes up pretty soon after where they see some fucking eyes some bright eyes looking at them from yeah. down the fucking tracks is clearly a fucking raccoon or cat. Yeah. Clearly. And then they run down there, and they're like, there's no way it was anything because there's no animals here after we ran down here. (laughs) There's no way an animal could have got away. And then Nick's like, like, you know, because, like, if it was, I would have climbed this this fence with this barbed wire. (laughs) You know, I would have, like, beat up a fucking raccoon, bro. Uh, I don't care if it's like a Carolina Panther or whatever. I don't know, Alabama, Carolina. They're probably the same kind of Panthers. You know what I would do, bro. Yeah, Zach, you know what I would do. I wouldn't cower like you. So, so, but they're, they're down in this, like, this, like, wet. They get down into the, so, yeah, they think they see something. It's fucking, they're all, like, amped already. Like, like, Zach even says, he's like, it's not even dark yet. What the fuck? And then they end up down in like wet tunnels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're in like the the tunnels underneath the facility where apparently slag has been seen, and a number of hilarious things happen right away. Yes. First, again, again, with the bullshit of like someone blaming someone else for them running into some shit. <laughs> oh. Thanks a lot. I didn't see it. Sorry, dude. Fucking Nick, like, steps in a puddle, and he's like, what the, like, what the fuck, Aaron? Like, why didn't you tell me? Thanks, bro. Thanks a lot. Oh, my God. That (laughs) made me so happy. Number one. (laughs) Fucking shit always rolls downhill to poor Aaron Goodwin. Hashtag come hug us in the light, Aaron. Because Nick turns around and yells at Aaron. This and the funny thing about that is Zach is in front of him. Yes. Like yes. why didn't Zach say anything? Well, he's not gonna yell at Zach. Zach is the fucking alpha. <laughs> yeah, but it's like so Zach obviously managed to avoid this mud puddle, but then Nick steps in it and immediately he's like, fuck Aaron. Dude, Aaron, what the fuck, bro? And you could tell exactly how they feel about Aaron's relationship to them because Nick says, you're going to clean my shoes later. Oh, I did not hear that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, but then, but then, like, meanwhile, so they're fighting, like, and they sound, like, out of character. These guys sound like Beavis and Butthead. You know, they're like, <laughs> yeah. they're like, like, oh, well, dude, bro, like, <laughs> oh, that's fucking dumb, dude. Like, that's straight up. <laughs> and then they get back into like, oh, like, look out. <laughs> 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 
Fucking Beavis and Butthead and like, who was that that poor kid that they always fucked over? Stuart. That, that'd be Aaron. Yeah, Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart is definitely Aaron. Yeah, Zach. Zach is Zach is Butthead because Butthead is the leader. Nick yes. is Beavis because you could always oh, trust clearly. Nick to really fuck some shit up. And then Stuart, yeah. Aaron is Stuart, and St- Stuart comes over. He's like, I brought my AV equipment over here so we could record yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. I brought all these uh, all these uh, heat vision cameras. They're pretty neat. And then Zach Bagans just immediately points it as his own asshole. He's like, uh, uh, my oh. butt's hot. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Then Nick, as Beavis, is just like, takes the camera, is like, mm-hmm. let's see how hot your boobs are, Stuart. <laughs> anyway. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> but then, but then immediately, immediately during like, so like, you know, they've already seen a, a, a guy walking around, freaked him out. They see some like eyes and shit. They're down here. Aaron is punched in the eye. Just out of nowhere, he's like, oh, oh, what? And this is, like, probably the scaredest I've ever seen him. Where he's like, no, we need to leave. We need to leave right now. And they're like, no, dude, like, you just got punched in the eye by a ghost. Like, it's all good. And he's like, no, I have to leave. I have to get out of here. Aaron so emotionally honest. Because it's just, like, again, like, Zach is like, are you okay? And then Aaron's like, no, dude, we need to leave. Yeah, no, we have to go now. And then Zach <laughs> is just like, nope. <laughs> Do not run from this. Don't run from this, Aaron. <laughs> and then Aaron's just like, like his whole, th- again, Aaron is like the one person in a horror movie that's like, they all should listen to. Yeah, no, but they never do. No, of course, of course not. not. Because no. Aaron is like the one person who's like, let's not go into the haunted house. And then everybody else is like, don't be a loser. And then Aaron's the first person to die, of course. It's something we'd come to regret. <laughs> so Aaron, Aaron gets fucking, and you know what? I They don't have the emotional closeness of, of um, uh, Josh and Kevin because no one no. strokes Aaron's face to feel whether or not the, his <laughs> eye is cold. <laughs> Continuing with the, the investigation, there are like some pretty scary things that yes. uh, happen after the tunnel. And because they, they go outside again to the exterior to try and set up some X cams. And Zach says, this is where countless men fell to their deaths, which is a silly thing to say. Cause I'm pretty sure they can count them. There's been enough. Like, <laughs> it's not like people were just like lemmings. It's like <laughs> countless. <laughs> oh, someone playing around with fucking fucking roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> That's what I. Oh my god! That's why we're best friends. Because that's what I was thinking. I didn't want to write. It, I didn't want to make a reference. Because I wrote. I was gonna write down. It's the suicide. Like when you're making a suicide roller coaster. Roller coaster tattoo. And I was like, that's too much of a specific reference for our no, audience. No, no. Everyone gets that. <laughs> this is the first time they've captured something on camera so far in this series where I've been like. 
huh, that's kind of spooky. Because this is the oh, mist. Yeah. This place is like straight up out of a scary video game. Okay, have you watched the RoboCop movies? Uh, I have seen at least RoboCop 1 and 2 for sure. Dude, all of them end up in the same fucking like weird smelting, you know, ab- abandoned furnace. This place is so scary. That's that's such a trope of the 80s too cuz it's like all of these factories closed down in the 80s oh, because yeah. Rod- Ronald Reagan uh destroyed the world. And so uh, yeah, and he released all the crazy people from all the asylums. <laughs> so, so hence uh, <laughs> scary scary people in fucked up fucking factories. Yeah. And so like I mean I, I joked about this with you where uh, I wanted to go to Detroit and buy like an entire abandoned factory so we could just make yeah. creepy movies there because it is just a natural place for like spooky stuff to happen. Dude, and this this like this episode has some has more shit in it than like the last four combined. Oh, as yeah. As far as like apparitions and fucking like sounds and shit dude screw this dude they continue their investigation and uh they go into the boiler room where uh they and they all three go where uh kevin got slapped and they're trying to get slapped and zach is being all aggro being like come on slag and they decide wisely to split up and do individual investigations and Zach goes down back to the boiler room by himself. Nick goes back down to the tunnels to set up a chair and they leave Aaron in a command center that is, is lit and framed. (laughs) It's like five nights at Freddy's shit. Like (laughs) it's such a dramatic framing because they've, they've obviously turned down the, they've all, it's like, super well lit on just Aaron and his monitors. And he's just like in a sea of blackness around him. And just as he looks on as his friends are fighting ghosts in this scary facility. And well, it's also clear that he was like, after getting slapped in the face, he was like, guys, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing it. And they're like, well, you have to be part of it somehow. And they're like, well, how about you get to be like, you know, watching us which is something we've never done before. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny because that comes back when at the end of the episode, you can tell that Zach Bagans is still pretty steamed that Aaron, uh, (laughs) got all sad about getting slapped because he reinforces that. In fact, Aaron Goodwin is only an equipment tech. Oh, but so before we get there, uh, they're, they're doing their individual investigations and Zach is in the boiler room where Kevin got slapped and he is hearing all sorts of pipes knocking around and things like that, which, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I don't think those pipes are in service. Like there's nothing, the factory's defunct. So I don't know why those pipes would be making noise. So that's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. No, it's, like, fucking scary as shit because he's also, like, he like when he starts yelling at Slag in particular, that's when shit starts going sideways. And he starts hearing, like, like, crazy fucking, you know, metal scraping noises. 
<laughs> so uh, while Zach is hanging out in this horrible boiler room, hearing all of these terrifying noises, uh, Nick is getting some weird EVPs. And this is the first instance of an EVP where it really doesn't sound like anything close to what they suggest it sounds like. No. There's no reason why they should have kept any of the, well, most of the EVPs in this episode. Yeah. Well, so this one, they say, the EVP says, I hate Zach. Yeah. But I, I couldn't hear it. <laughs> I, I am I'm listening to like a high quality version of the episode on decent headphones. And I couldn't even when at the end of the episode where they're like live editing it to try and remove yeah, background noise. I could noise, not hear it. Zero percent. No. But uh, right after that, Nick falls out of his chair and starts screaming from Aaron. Dude, this part is so fucking scary. Yeah, tell, tell me about it. Oh my god. This is this is the part that fucking fucked me up. Like, I was watching, I was like, I'm actually really freaked out right now. Yeah. And he, like, he... he he lets out like what what like i know is a genuine scream because nick would never scream like this on purpose <laughs> like <laughs> it's not the kind of like like if he knew if he like wanted to like let out a scream he'd be like no like he'd just try to like do some like extra manly shit no, but like instead is... he's like he's like yeah. it is this is pure like jungle mentality like reverting back to primate brain just like <laughs> yes yeah, straight up just stabbing a monkey yeah you stab a monkey you get this sound <laughs> <laughs> and fucking aaron bravely aaron oh. runs to his aid and he's on the, he's like on the ground and they had this like, kind of like Blair Witch Project moment where he like runs towards the camera and then it falls over. It's one of those weird moments in Ghost Adventures where the evidence, so he says when Aaron gets there, he's like, I heard from right over my shoulder, someone said, come on, which is what yeah. scared him so hard that he fell out of his chair, but they don't get it on the EVP. Right. But. Their camera, while this is happening... Their camera! Ah! It's so scary! Gets a little something-something. It's like a full-on, like... Okay, so, like, some of the best footage I've ever seen of, like, ghosts mm -hmm. has, has looked and moved just like this. Where it's like... It's like a body like coming into like formation and then like like coming out of formation, you know? Yeah. Like that shit fucking it looks so scary and mm -hmm. it looks so real. It's not cinematic at all. One second there's nothing there and then you see like like a shimmer. Like a shadow yeah. moving. That shouldn't be moving, and then it stops moving, and it's like, it has shape and form that are very nebulous and flowing, yeah. 
and it's yeah it's very interesting i yeah so like in the background while they're like freaking out like at the fence in the direction of where he heard this voice this like full body apparition sort of like comes into existence and like moves its arm and then like disappears and it's like fucking yeah. Fucking so scary. And it's definitely like some of the best shit I've seen on the show yet. You know, every once in a while, Ghost Adventures gets something like really interesting. Them seeing things in the darkness is always questionable to me because, and I don't know if we've talked about this, but like human brains are really wired to see human shaped objects all the time. It's like how a, how a frog's eyes are, like, meant to see crawling things going, like, horizontally. Yeah. But if they suddenly go vertical, they're like, ah, what is that? That's my impression of a frog. So, like, we... I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break new ground in the world of philosophy because there's a, a theory that applies to the philosophy of religion called HAD, which is the Hyperactive Agency Detected Device hyperactive agency mm. detection device which is something that uh people uh have claimed that humans have because it's a it's basically our brains are tr- are wired to look for agency in actions like if we're outside and we see a bush move our brains are mm. wired to think that is being caused by something or someone not just wind right and yeah. the, the obviously the benefit of that is that, you know, you got two cavemen walking in the woods and somebody sees the fucking trees move and they're like, that's probably a tiger. We should move. And the other guy's like, I don't know, it's probably wind. And he gets eaten by the tiger. He's out of the gene pool. <laughs> Damn rats. <laughs> and the thing Must is, be though, the wind, <laughs> the thing with uh, with people talking about seeing things in the dark is like humans our number one thing that we want to look for in our brains are humans, other other people, because we're social creatures. The, the fucking amount of times I have woken up in the middle of the night and looked over at a fucking pillow or a pile of laundry and threw fucking hands <laughs> is, like, innumerable. Innumerable. Oh, yeah. I, 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 like, look over and I go, oh! And I just fucking deck a pillow because... Yeah. At that moment, it's a straight-up scary, like, you know, Japanese ghost from fucking Ringu, like, you know, looking at me. Yeah. And punching is going to be the way to fix it. Yeah. I I have chucked a cell phone at a coat before, coming from a deep (laughs) sleep, as I I reach and I see a shape in the corner. I was like, it's a person, cell phone. And then I have to buy a new cell phone, which is always fun. (laughs) cell phone i choose you (laughs) but that's the thing is like so i i'm always skeptical when people are like well i saw a shadow it's like you did see a shadow and your brain told you it was human shaped because our brains want to look for human shaped objects because we're social so we're like a it could be a friend which is one of our biggest desires to see other friendly humans or b humans number one predator are humans so We are conditioned to try and look for human-shaped objects and things. But when you have visual evidence where where you can, like, pause it and, like, rationalize it and then, like, you can look at 
the shape and be like, yeah, I can fucking see how that's really weird. That's what's the juice. Yeah. And this fucking episode is juicy as fuck. It is a peach. It is a Georgia peach. It's it's wet. Man, it's (laughs) just a real goopy, juicy peach. This is a W-A-P, a a wet-ass P-word of an episode. (laughs) Wet-ass paranormal. Uh, The Leave Sloss Furnace. Aaron is pouring sweat as they're leaving, which is always fun. Yes. And they go to our last person. They they go they go to meet Bill Tully in the shonen anime of Ghost Adventures. This is a <laughs> nothing side character that becomes a main cast character like 8 seasons oh, down the road. Really? Yeah, in the post Nick era Bill Tully takes over. Oh shit. Yeah, this is laying the groundworks, and Bill Tolley introduces himself as a total piece of shit because he is the founder and lead investigator of Pimps. Paranormal Investigations, a mysterious phenomenon squad. Pimps. Why do you like girls and money? Is there a woman up here? I fucking love it so much. It like it is it is it is exact it is like so mm, like deliciously perfectly like ghost adventures. Yeah. That this this far- paranormal investigative team is called Pimps. Yeah. And you know they all fucking high fived when they came up with that. They're oh like, yeah. Dude, that's so sick, dude. We're all <laughs> fuck pimps, bro. Yo, we slay that pussy. They took a break from their fantasy football team, and Bill Tully was probably ignoring one of his two kids because he looks like a total dad with a backwards cap, <laughs> just trying to recreate the the glory years of his youth by calling his company pimps. Oh, oh, oh my it's God. so bad. But then, but then we have another really nice. Mm, I did not want to give it away during the fashion report, mm-hmm. but. Every time Zach is interacting with outside investigators so far, (laughs) he is wearing this fucking hat that I cannot explain. It is like, it is part Trilby, it's part Fedora, and it's part like old lady hat from like the flapper 1920s. I know, it's so weird. It is so stupid and it does not belong on a fucking on this on him it does not belong on him it but looks it, like a hat that like an old lady would wear yeah <laughs> it's so funny because it's like that's his like i'm talking to my my co-workers hat like it's time for me to I dress up to impress, to impress. That's he's his... dressed to impress <laughs> and he puts on this fucking goofy ass hat Oh, it's oh, fuck. every time I need to find it. Like I need I, to find it. I, I I think with like Aaron's first marriage, Zach Bagans was probably the best man, and he wore that hat because that's his formal attire. <laughs> Maybe they sell it at the Zach Bagans Museum, which will will release when Ooh. COVID's over. Me and you will take a trip to the Zach Bagans Museum, and also pick In up Las Vegas, isn't it? 
yeah hell yeah we'll go to vegas we'll get some prostitutes and go to take them to the zach vegas museum because we're paying for their time they're like they're like please don't take us in there like we will like, like, please just like we have been brought through here so many times by fucking like virgins like you and we're just we're not we just <sighs> you could literally do anything to us other than take us to zach bagan's museum please yeah, don't do we, that straight up like do you want do you want i will have sex with you right now just don't take me through the fucking haunted museum again fucking god damn it <laughs> so tired of this fucking shit she calls up her she calls up pimps but miss dials so she calls the paranormal <laughs> investigations of mysterious phenomenon squad and bill tolley's just like i'll go through the museum with you guys <laughs> and that's when one more sex worker drops the whole career and goes and, and yeah and starts working at uh at uh, wells fargo wells fargo another place where you get fucked for f- yeah fucked for money <laughs> Well, bringing it all full circle, if Sloss Furnace teaches us anything, it's like everybody under capitalism gets fucked for money. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. So, I think, as far as uh, as uh, a score for this episode, I'm going to give it a 10 out of a 10 because oh, hell yeah. we get full body apparition, we get mm-hmm. EVPs, mm-hmm. we get audible shit, we get physical assaults. Mm-hmm uh wonderful characters and all oh, the fucking witnesses mm. man these these witnesses i mean they're not better than the old man that dies in the doorway yeah <laughs> but they're on they're on the mountain right now of like we've got i would say our, our the mountain of witnesses uh, like the the peak we've got carl the janitor Redbone, Kevin, and Josh. Yes. Yes. And I think with that rating, because I agree with you, 10 out of 10. This is the first 10 out of 10 episode. And that brings us to the titular segment of this podcast. It is now time to challenge Zach Bagans to come fight us. Come fight us in the dark. In the dark. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. Eric, I want to, I, 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 in my heart of hearts, I already know what I want is I want, you know, as the fight goes on, as we are ghost offing with Zach Bagans, there's only one thing that I want to add to this is I want to call up the big dogs. I want to call up Birmingham, Alabama's best local paranormal investigators to our side. Kevin Walden and Josh Craig rolling in on their Healy fucking sneakers. Mm. <laughs> They're okay. all, they've okay. already got they've already got their spiked jewelry. Uh, they know not to wear loose fitting clothing, obviously, because they've they're very they got very tight t shirts. They were but the learner, but now they are the master. We we know that Kevin could take a punch in the face because he already mm. and just and Josh Craig is obviously the healer because he can just touch. Oh, every, clearly, yeah, he can <laughs> he can touch and say you are cold, and then he can warm him. 
Josh will just anytime that we take damage during this experience, Josh can just just give us a warm, squishy embrace and make us a feel warm better. Caress. <laughs> yeah, a, a chubby Gumby caress. And obviously, the announcer for this ghost off is going to have to be Houston Williams. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and then that boy over there going to be going to be fighting that motherfucker. Well, Joel, I see your uh, your amateur uh, <laughs> Ghost Adventures team edition, and I raise you a uh, fighting way up high. Oh, God. Because uh, I, yes, I am terrified of heights, but also Zach is very scared of heights, and mm-hmm. I want to be in the dark, but way, way up. What do you think is the highest haunted point in the world? You mean with like the biggest drop or the the highest off the ground? Highest off the ground. I I think we have to do some investigation. Listeners out there to this podcast, all of you who we love very deeply, please let us know what is the highest confirmed haunted location in the Mm. world so we can challenge Zach Bagans to come meet us there. Oh, well, I mean, you know, whatever the, like, however many, like, dead dogs there are in space. <laughs> I'm like, uh, the Russian space program. <laughs> or the chimpanzees are up there just, like, freeze-dried. Yep. You know, there's there's all kinds of, like, hauntings going on up there. That's why we don't go back into space anymore that much is because there's fucking chimp oh, ghosts. Oh, yeah, no, it's not about the radioactive, it's not about the radioactive background. It's not about fucking, like... All the space junk that's going to, like, tear holes in your shit. No, there is a scary-ass terrier up there <laughs> who is bent on destruction. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. I think Eric Hoofnagel, with that amazing challenge of fighting at the world's most haunted highest point, with the amateur team of Burmese. Huffing Blue. Huffing Blue with our favorite Gummo characters. <laughs> yeah, getting high at the world's highest point off of with Team Gummo in our corner. That's, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful scene that we have painted. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please keep listening. Like us. No, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say thank you, Joel, but also. Thank you to all you witches and warlocks in Zach Baggins' army. Thank you for listening. Thank you for loving. And thank you so much for following Zach Baggins into this paranormal war that we are heading into in the near future. All of you beautiful witches and warlocks, keep listening. We love you. And Eric, I love you. I love you too, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. All right, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to Come Fight Me in the Dark. Eric and I really appreciate it. We love doing this shit, and we want to do so much more. So if you love it, please tell a friend, make your associates listen to it, play it at your place of work, even though it will get you fired, and keep listening on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever we can put it in the future. You can follow us on Twitter at Come Fight Me in the Dark using at CFMITD. You can also reach out to us at AaronIsABottomBiatch at gmail.com. Please send us all of your Zach Bagans fan art. 
your questions or your spooky ghost stories. We'll try and get to them and share them around as much as we can. We really want to see them and hear from you folks. Again, thanks so much for listening. We love you.